Hello and welcome to No Worries If Not, Season 3, Episode 2. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about endurance athletes or endurance sport competitors, specifically females, but it will kind of go out to both as well. Um, And it's something that I'm going to be discussing on a webinar with Becca in the next week or so in a small bit of detail. But I thought I'd go into more detail here because it's something that is, I suppose, a little bit not talked about. Um is the impact endurance sport has on your relationship with food, your health and your body image. So the first one I'm going to I'm going to dive into is women's health. So if you are a male listening, probably just skip the next minute or two. But to be honest, if you're a male listening, the chances are you're going to know a woman in your sport. And it's quite beneficial to know these things um, as well, because it could be your wife, your sister, your partner, your mom, your friend, your niece, you know, and it's good to know the impact the sport can have on a woman's health. So a lot of endurance athletes would be at a high risk of, wait for it, hypothetic amenorrhea. Wow, I got it first time. You might not believe that, but I genuinely don't edit this podcast. So I got that first time. I'm delighted with myself. Um, so we're going to call it HA for short because the chances of me saying it right twice in one cent in like one podcast is not not going to happen so ha is basically increased energy expenditure so we're talking like exercise how much you're active the calories you burn every day and not enough energy in so quite a significant re- like difference between the calories you're eating so the energy that's coming into your body and the energy that's going out so the calories being burnt combined with high stress now think of an endurance sport, think of a marathon, think of a triathlon, think of an Ironman, which one of my friends did at the weekend. And she's absolutely incredible. She's literally finished the Ironman with the same Ironman that had a DNF statistic of 28% didn't finish. She finished it. So buzzing for her. But anyway, sidetrack Lynn. Think of the, what's involved in those sports in running a half marathon, a full marathon, a triathlon, an Ironman, any of those high intensity endurance activities. Think of the physical stress and the mental stress that training for that and completing that puts in your body alone. Now combine that with the amount of energy that will be expended during training and when you're doing the actual event and combine it with the struggle that I see a lot of people having is not being able to eat straight away afterwards, not being able to eat kind of after a race or after a run to be able to fuel their body again, they run the risk of being under that threshold of, you know, am I eating enough to fuel my body? But it also doesn't just lead to you not being able to eat enough. It can lead to you having a negative relationship with food, which I am going to tie into. But the first point, of course, is discussing HA. And I think what a lot of people fail to recognize is that, yes, you might be eating enough to fuel your training, but are you eating enough to send that signal to your brain to switch on the signal for your menstrual cycle? And the, the, like, the likelihood is that the majority of people aren't. There are a lot of people in the sport that don't have their period. There are a lot of people in the sport that think that that's just part and parcel of it. And the same goes for bikini competitors or photo shoot prep clients. And they get a lot of negative press, I suppose, the bikini competitors, the the photo shoot prep people for losing the period because it's like, well, you know, you should know better. And that's all for vanity. 
But that ties me into the next point on endurance, and sports and body image and relationship with food. When you're competing in sports like this, are you doing it for the love and the enjoyment of the sport, for the physical challenge, for the the reasons that you would want to be doing it? Or are you signing or are you doing this? Are you signing up to these races and are you competing, competing in these races because it will alter what your body looks like? Are you doing it as a way to control what your body looks like? So are you taking up long distance running to be able to eat? So therefore telling yourself like, oh, my relationship with food is fine. Like I can still eat. But is it masking disordered eating habits, but allowing you to remain in a body that you have some sort of control over? And that's something I see a lot of. It's losing sight of why you're doing it, why you start doing something, why you originally signed up for that goal. Because no one originally signs up to like just run a marathon off the back of doing like a little jog on a treadmill, for example. You you start and you build. So you build from it. So are you seeing changes to your body initially that you're like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I want to. I want to keep doing this, but I'm also noticing I'm getting hungry. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run further and run more each week to be able to eat what I'm eating because that is disordered eating at its finest. And that's a a really poor relationship with exercise. And it's something that doesn't get talked about enough at all is how endurance sport can be used to mask disordered eating and a poor body image. And as we all know, your body image comes from within. It doesn't come from what your body actually looks like. It comes from how you think about your body and how you feel about your body. So if you are of the mindset that you need to train X amount of times a week or run X amount of miles or kilometers a week for X amount of hours, whatever it might be, to have the body that you're in or to have the body that you want to be in, that's fueling your poor body image. Because then if you don't get to do that, so as we saw people getting COVID, you don't get to run when you have COVID or if you don't get to run, if you become pregnant or if you're unwell or you're out of routine, something happens and you don't get to run. Because you've tied running or cycling or swimming, whatever the sport is, if you've tied that to how you feel about your body and you being happy and okay in your body, then when you're not able to do it, that's going to directly impact how you feel about your body. If you can't get out and do that sport, you're going to feel differently about your body because you have tied it so close to the sport. Something I see a lot of is body image being impacted in the off season after you've done the event so for example we're going to go on the complete flip side here your relationship with food is okay your body image is okay the whole way through training you hit your taper and you're a bit like "Mm, not running the miles cycling the miles swimming the miles I'm not doing the mileage the intensity that I have been doing but it's only for a week then then I have then I have that my victory lap I have the big day this is great What happens afterwards? Are you actually in a good place beforehand? Are you hitting the off season and saying, this is what my body needs right now. My body needs this off season. It needs this this cool down time. I need my hunger to regulate. No one talks about that. Your hunger is so dysregulated during that training. Like it's all over the place. You're nearly needing to stick to like strict meal times and you know, like oh, breakfast is at this time. This is my pre-run. This is my post-run. Obviously, I'm just saying running because it was applicable to me, whatever the activity is. You know, this is what I need to eat because I'm going to be hitting the bike next or this is what I need to, to have to fuel this and this is what I need for recovery. It's not so much strict as in like, I'm only allowing myself X, Y, or Z, but you're kind of sticking to, to regular meal times 
to be able to fuel your training. And that's fine. But there, there are elements of, and I, I touched on it earlier on in the podcast where I said, people find after an intense long, long run. I remember doing my 35K in marathon prep. <laughs> of course, I was going to bring it up again. And that day after I got back, I wasn't that hungry. And I kind of felt more sick than hungry because it had taken so much out of my body. The couple of days afterwards, my hunger was sky high. But again, I was so used to eating certain certain habit, eating habits and eating certain things at certain times to fuel training and whatnot that I didn't know, like, am I, am I still that hungry? Um, you know, will I eat a bit more? Will I not eat a bit more? Thankfully, at the time, I was very much of the mindset, like, honor the hunger you're feeling for this training. It's only going to make it better. Like, if you're not honoring it, you're more than likely going to show up to your next run completely depleted and, and not there at all for it. Um, but this is where it can lead to you being a bit like, mm, is my hunger normal? Is it not normal? And of course, we have different hunger like every day of the week, your hunger levels are going to fluctuate. But when it comes to endurance training, your hunger will be dysregulated. Like it will be a bit out. So when you hit off season, are you taking, like, are you fully embracing that arms wide open being like, yes, this is exactly what I need. Or are you getting a week or two in and are you struggling? Are you struggling with the, the still high hunger and the very low activity levels because your body needs to recover? The time your body needs to recover is a lot longer than you think it is after you do an event like this. It is a long, long time. What I see so often is people going straight from an early spring event to a summer event, to an autumn event, to an early spring event again the following year and not giving their body enough time to actually recover fully. It takes a long time to get there. Use me as your prime example. I went straight from Belfast, ran a 10K at a faster, like a fast pace than I probably should have a week or two later, tried to keep running, tried to keep running, ended up getting COVID, com- like completely ruined myself. And I haven't been able to get back running consistently ever since like April. Was that April I stopped running? End of March, April. But I'm now giving my body that time it needed last October to recover. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm finally feeling back to normal. Things are feeling back to where they were pre-marathon. That took a hell of a lot longer than it should have because I pushed through it. Looking at other people and the impacts it can have on their relationship with food, on their body image, and specifically on their health. If you're not being aware of these things, if you're not looking out for these things, and if you're not actively calling yourself out and saying, this, what I'm doing here right now isn't helping me. This is a mindset shift I need to make. This is a change I need to make. If you're not doing that, you run the risk of impacting your health, impacting your relationship with food and having a really poor relationship with your sport and your exercise that you originally started because you found joy in it you had enjoyment for it so before you go out training this week or before you enter another training block spend some time figuring out am I doing this for the right reasons am I doing this for the joy in it am I doing this because I want to do this or am I doing this because it's masking my disordered eating habits am I doing this because it's helping me alter the way my body looks without me having to restrict my food intake something that's extremely common for people that have restricted and restricted for years, turning to 
an endurance type of event to be able to eat more than they would have would eat in a deficit to make progress or changes to their body and still have that smaller body. So think of someone previously dieting on, let's say, 1500 calories. They can now eat 2000 because they're running 70, 80 miles a week and they're not putting on weight, but they're putting that pressure and that stress on their bodies. People like that, like, are, are you running for the right reasons now or are you running for the not so right reasons. I'm not going to say the wrong reasons, but it kind of is the wrong reasons. And get back to why you started doing this. Ask yourself, if I didn't have my sport, would my relationship with food, would my body image, and would my health be okay? Or what would they look like if I didn't have that sport? And if they don't look like the most optimal for you, that's where you need to do some work on it. And thankfully, I am here to help. Should you need to do work on that or should that be something you wanted to work on? So if this kind of, if this sent alarm bells going in your, in your head or it said you're kind of thinking like, hmm, maybe, maybe my relationship with my sport isn't what I thought it was or isn't what it was when, it, when I signed up for it or when I started it, that's when you need to make some changes. And thankfully, I'm here to help and I can help. But even if it's not you, even if it's someone you know who does these sports and you feel like they're competing in their sport for the wrong reasons, send them the podcast. The first whole season discusses all things running in my marathon journey. This season and last season are more kind of focused on health and training and nutrition and coaching, which is great. So if you're listening to this and it resonates with you, or if you're listening to this and someone has sent it to you and, it re- and you're kind of thinking like, oh, maybe that is me. Maybe they sent it to me because I, I need some support with this. This is a no judgment zone. Like no matter what you say to me, I don't judge. I've been through many a journey when it comes to my relationship with food and exercise and body image. And I'm here to support and I'm here to help you get out the other side of it and live a life that does actually align with your values and a life that does bring you happiness and joy. So you can find out more information about how to work with me in the show notes of the podcast here, or you can simply email me lynn at amelia.fitness. See you in the next one.